dealing with issues to do with what should we do? What should people do in regard to what is happening in the world? I've been ministering to you and I've been preaching to you and I spoke to you accurately what would happen, what would take place. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I remember also speaking to you um, last time when I spoke to you that what's going to happen is there'll be like there'll be peace, but it will not, it will not end well and there'll be a very bad thing that's going to happen. And indeed, as I spoke to you, that they'll be like they're withdrawing, but then they'll find a very bad thing that's going to happen. And uh, so what's happening now is a lot of people really are very much uncertain. This is important message for me to preach to you because it involves straight the church. What is happening in Ukraine and Russia, it is a church issue. Why it is a church issue? It is because it is written in the Bibles, and we have to uh, check what the Bible says. And I have spoken to you and ministered to you with infallible proofs. I've given you some scriptures and revealed unto you. We have the message on, on YouTube posted over there, and we also have this message again and again being played on our television, the prophetic channel, uh, the war in Ukraine, Russia. Uh, the, the, the Russian Ukraine war. And I have uh, spoken to you, what does the Bible say? You know, this is important because so many people don't know what's going to happen. And I just want to show you something. And as I said before, that this is beyond, it is beyond Russia and Ukraine. This is a global war, okay? It is a global war. Much as people are looking at the war that is taking place in Russia and Ukraine, I want to tell you, there are almost four types of wars that are going on um, in this war. And the first war that is taking place, it is the information war. It is the war of narratives. So, so Russia, they have their own narrative that they're telling their own people in Russia. And, and the West has its own narrative. There is a war of information that is taking place while everyone is winning in their own regions. So Russia is winning um, uh, uh, on information war in Russia, and the West also is winning on information war in the West. And that is what is happening. So we have that war taking place. And we also do have another war, which is the uh, weapon war, where they're using weapons. And we have people dying there, which is so sad. And as I said before, that let's keep on praying that this uh, uh, um, must not happen, like what is taking place now. Of course, I told you in the beginning that this war will not stop. And if there are people who are thinking the war will end, it will not. I told you before, it can just come like a break, a small break. But this war will not stop because the Bible speaks of it. And we saw uh, from the book of Ezekiel 38, and, and I spoke to you what this war exactly is all about. I said, no one will stop Putin, no one will stop Russia, and it has to happen. And it is written in the Bible, and we can just pray for the lives and the preservation of the people of Ukraine. Now, we also do have on the same uh, uh, type of war, we also do have what is the economy war, all right? The economy war, so, so, so the worst is 
giving sanctions to Russia, and Russia is also giving sanctions to the West. So who not gives you this, and they will also not sell you the fuel. So if you look at the type of wars that are happening here, it is more than just beyond one single war. There are different types of wars here. And as I said before, what do they do to the church? And watch the church be vigilant and speak about it. Because the Bible says, watch and pray. So if we will not talk about these wars, we can't just be praying like just crazy people wake up in the morning and just start praying. No, we better watch what is taking place for us to pray. So this teaching I'm teaching you now, it is coming in as uh, um, um, a watchdog where you can watch so you can know how to pray over these matters. Because trust you me, what is happening over there will not just affect Ukraine, neither Russia. It will affect everybody. All right, it will affect everyone. And so I've given the three types of wars. And the fourth one is the spiritual war. That's the fourth one. So it, it is not just Russia and Ukraine fighting over there. No, it is, what, it is biblical. It was prophesied and predicted by so many prophets. I spoke to you about Ezekiel when he prophesied about men, uh, someone from the north who will come to invade and what is going to happen and exactly what will take place. We saw that. I will not take time to explain that again. But today I want to show you some more of the prophecies that are being fulfilled during this war. So what is taking place now, it is not just a war that is happening there. I spoke to you uh, uh, from, uh, uh, it was the last Sunday, where I spoke to you that one of the most, you know, uh, signs, one of the most serious signs that God spoke of the last days was the rise of goods and the missing of bread. Okay? These are some of the signs the Bible speaks about, but the world has nothing to pay close attention to such type of signs. The world is about, uh, 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 the world is giving up. Jesus is coming soon. Now, now, the whole reason why we are preaching about this is because we have been preaching about this for years. And I spoke to you that there are so many wars that are going on in the world, and we have nothing to do with those wars. Our main interest is this war, because the Bible speaks of this war. And we, we checked in Ezekiel 38, where the Bible speaks of uh, the land of Magog. Okay? And we checked from the Bible where Magog came from, and we went into the Bible, and we went to Genesis chapter 10 from verse 2, and we found out where Magog came from. And where is Magog now? We, so we looked in the scriptures, and we found out that Magog is the modern Russia, including um, um, uh, Moscow. Now, we also looked at, at, at uh, Moscow, and we also looked at Meshach, and we also looked at uh, Libya, Egypt, what the Bible says uh, from Ezekiel 38, uh, from verse 1 going down, and as well as Genesis chapter 10 from verse 2 going down. So we tracked down these nations. And in Ezekiel 38, the Bible speaks of a nation from the northern part of Israel, which is Russia, that will come down. And we, after digging these scriptures, we found out that actually this is the nation. And we also looked at the sons of um, um, uh, the, the sons of Noah, which we dig them out from, the, from, from, from Teke because the Bible speaks of the ark, you know, which after the rains had finished, the flood had finished, it went and landed on a mountain in Teke called Mount Ararat. 
So we looked on all those scriptures. And now I even spoke to you that Teke will come out and will be there. And we actually saw in the scriptures what the Bible speaks of Teke, what is going to happen between Russia and Ukraine, what is taking place there. It is not their war. And I repeat, it is not a Ukraine war. No, it is a global war. And it's going to affect the world, as I spoke to you in the beginning. And not only just affect the world, but it will bring a serious impact to a level whereby the way how things will be done will be so different. I already spoke to you about the geopolitical influence of this war. Okay, already, if there were some ties between countries and countries, how things were moving, now things are no longer like that including global airlines. Their operations are affected. Not only that, I also spoke to you about issues to do with agriculture. I said to you, we all know that Russia supplies, you know, uh, most of the commodities, including the uh, uh, almost 70% of cooking oil comes from Russia and Ukraine, and almost 70%, um, uh, uh, if not, uh, I mean, 20, Russia only supplies 20% of fertilizers to the world, and that's all agriculture. That's all agriculture. And last year, I gave you a word of warning. I said, listen, if you want to if you wanna think of anything now, think of agriculture. Remember? I said, think of agriculture. Think of agriculture. Invest in agriculture. Invest in commodities. I spoke to you this last year, and I said, time is coming where only agriculture and minerals will make sense, not money. Money will lose value. And before the war started, I also spoke to you a message titled, When Money Fails. And I spoke to you that we are living in the days when money is going to fail. Now, I also revealed to you about what is taking place now, how this war will not just affect the lives of people in Ukraine, uh, but the lives of everyone, our livelihoods, in the world, how it, it will affect the world. And I did mention to you that, you see, the sanctions are taking place in retaliation. Russia, too, has said, we will not give you gas. If you want to have gas from us, you pay us in rubles. And Russia has convinced countries like Dubai. You see, this, that's why countries like these countries are quiet, are not commenting anything, are not giving any sanction to Russia. So we have got Dubai, we have got Saudi Arabia, uh, we have got all these countries, Qatar, we have all these countries quiet. And these countries, in retaliation too, they have also made announcements to say, we will not sell our oil in dollars. We will sell our oil in rubles and rupees. Why? Why? What is happening? What is going on? I told you, this is now a fight of economy. It's, there's a serious war of economy. So this is a subtraction of petrodollar. We all know there's a petrodollar. All the whole world, there was an agreement in early 1970s that all petrols must be sold in dollars. But now that's an abolition of it. Now we also have uh, 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 to understand that. You know, I, somebody was asking me a question. Say, why? How do you know these type of things? And I said, Jesus said we have to watch and we have to pray. Trust you me, we have to watch. I'm not the type of a Christian who knows nothing, who just go on the mountain to pray, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I need a financial breakthrough. What are you talking about? Do you even know what is financial breakthrough yourself? Mm 
We have to know these things. What is going on? Where is the world going? We must be smart. We must be smart. You have to know. Otherwise, you'll be thinking God is not answering you because nothing is moving on. I'm praying, prophet. Nothing is changing. No. Listen, we have to know about economy. Where is the world going? What is taking place? What impact has this to us? If we are impacted, what impact it will have to the church? If we are hit with a financial crisis, there is a huge impact which will come to the church. It means we will not give the poor. It means we will not support orphans. It means we will not do charity. It means we will not build churches. It means we will not evangelize. Because we need economy. We need finances to do this. So we must understand. It is not just countries that are affected. It is the church. And this is a moment where the church needs much more finances. This is the moment where we need to do more much charity. This is the time. So we have to watch. We have to be on the look. Habakkuk says, I will stand on the tower and I will watch what will he say unto me. So it is important to stand on the tower and watch what is going on in the world. So, it is very important to get this knowledge, to understand what is going on in the world and what to do. Now, what is happening in Ukraine? As I said before, we, we looked on scriptures that speak of the scarcity of, 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 of bread, what's going to happen to the economy. The Bible speaks of there will be, that time there will be no buying nor selling. Okay? No buying nor selling, which are sanctions. All right, by the way, those are sanctions. There will be no buying nor selling in the book of Revelation. So we, you know, we, we look at all those type of things. This war, it is an awakening to the church. This war, it is an awakening to the church. Jesus is sending warnings. And he said before he come, warnings will come first. There will be warnings that will come first. Now, I want to show you the first type of warning that is in the Bible. So this war is not just going to bring the suffering of the people, but it is coming. This war, as we spoke about Magog, and it is coming with things. And these things includes one thing. You know, most people are asking questions. There is Bible prophecy that speaks of the remnant. Remnants are those Jews or people who have survived when there was war. So the Bible says, and the remnant shall return. Okay, remnant, meaning the Jews who are not in Israel, but they're in foreign lands, they will go back to Israel. Hello? So people used to wonder, how? Which remnants? Now, first of all, there are two types of retain of the Jews in the Bible. The first is the one Jeremiah prophesied and, uh, and predicted. 
That would happen. That they would be taken to Babylon. And after 70 years, they would turn back to Israel. That was the first return of the remnants. So all the Jews, all the people of Israel who were captured and they were in foreign lands, they had to return. They had to return. So 70 years we hear of Daniel in Babylon. When he read the prophecy of Jeremiah, he said, but it was prophesied that after 70 years we must go back to Israel. And we see uh, 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 the prophecy being fulfilled when you check in your Bible. When you check in your Bible, all right, when you go to Isaiah 11 verse 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people. So from that scripture, what are you getting? So there shall be twice where the remnants or the people of Israel shall come back to Jerusalem or to Israel from other countries. So the first hand shall be raised, meaning there's a first hand. So where is the first hand? So the first hand is on Jeremiah 29 verse 10. All right? And Ezra 1 verse 1. Now the Bible says, For thus says the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. So indeed, after 70 years, the people of Israel returned back to Israel from Babylon, which is today's Iraq. They were captured. They were captives. But they returned to Israel after 70 years. If you're following me, raise up your hands. I hear you, prophet. Now, I want you to see this because we may have people who they may be thinking so much of their, of their job application. More than what is happening in the world. Like, oh, now, I want my job application. You must watch. See what's going on. Ah, somebody's thinking, ah, my boyfriend is only picking up the call. Papa, pray for me. I want my boyfriend. You're crazy. This is a time to watch. Time to watch. Something's going on in the world. The church must wake up. The church must watch. The church must pray. I'm telling you. This is not the moment for, 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 for the people. No, it is the time for the church. We must be vigilant. Wake up and watch. See what's going on. And be prayerful. It's a moment to squeeze the enemy. It is a moment to close all the loopholes. These are the days of the church. You have to hear me very well. So in Ezra 1 verse 1, let's just check that. In Ezra 1 verse 1, the Bible says one. It says, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, now, what was prophesied in Jeremiah that after 70 years, they will be released. When 70 years, we are finished. 
the king made an announcement. The king of Persia made an announcement. All right? And he was Cyrus. He said, now I'm releasing the people of Israel to go back home to their country. So that was the first return of the remnants. The people of Israel retained. But after that, when Jesus was born, years later, they scattered again. We know about the crusaders, the wars that happened in Israel, how the Jews were killed. We know about the so many moments when they were invaded by the Romans and so many moments and times. And because of that, they scattered. Some went to Germany. Some went to Russia. Some went to the United States of America. Some went to Rome. So they went back in different places. Some were in Egypt. But in 1940s, they began to retain. That now is the second return of the remnants. Because the Bible speaks of the two returns. The first return, which will happen from Babylon, which happened already. The second return, which the Bible calls from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. So in the first return of the people of Israel shall happen when they're coming from the Babylon only. But the second return, they shall come from north, south, east, and west. So in 1940s, we have them returning. They returned from the south. They returned from the east. And now, the only mistake now, let me show you the scripture. In Isaiah, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Now, I want you to check Isaiah 43 from verse 5 to 7. Isaiah 43 from verse 5 to 7. The Bible says, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east. That word God was speaking about Israel. I will bring your seed. God will bring back his people. From where? From the east. From the east and he gather you from? The worst. I will say to the north. Now, so the northern part of Israel is Russia. So God says, I will speak about my people who are there in Russia. I shall say, give up. Now, check the scripture. It says, I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. So that is the second return of the Jews. Now, from 1940s, a lot of Jews so far, over 3.5 million Jews have returned back to Israel. Uh, they've come from Ethiopia. They've come from anywhere in the world. Saudi Arabia, they've gone back. But the only few countries where they have not much moved was Russia, Ukraine. Uh, so let me just say the, 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 um, uh, the part of Russia including Ukraine and the part of America, which is New York. And I want you to hear something that is very important here. Now, so we have, we have God saying, I will say to the West, bring my people, okay? I will say to the, to the South, I will say to the, to the East, then I will say to the North, give up, bring my sons, God said he would say that. Shockingly, if you go on internet, about 10,000 Jews have left Ukraine and have gone back to Israel only this week. Okay? 
Now, I've told you, this is not just a wall. I've told you, this is not just a wall. All right? Now, what happens about Russia? What about the Jews in Russia? Now, that was where a lot of scholars were questioning the prophecy. And this is where they were questioning the prophecy. They were saying, so how will the Russians who are Jews leave Russia and New York? Because they have got so much money and investments in their countries. How will they abandon their wealth and go back to Israel? Can I tell you a shocking story? We come to what we call oligarchs. Now, we have heard about the oligarchs, the people who are richest in Russia and have been given sanctions by America. These are individual billionaires. But do you know who those oligarchs are? They are all Jews. By giving them sanctions for the past two weeks, they have all moved back to Israel. And they're all moving back to Israel. This is a fulfillment which says, I will say to the north, give up. Now, what is happening, it is not because people were questioning to say, how will they leave their wealth and go back to Israel? Now, I'm talking to somebody here. Now, I just want you to be very watchful because you see, it looks like people have so much time. The church, what we have to do, we have to do now. If it is to take over, we have to take over now. This is why Jesus is establishing his nation, the Jesus nation. Because this is a moment where the church must take over. The church must wake up. This is a moment. If you're so busy now thinking, praying for your, your application, you're crazy. Now, put your mind on the global. See, what is your responsibility as a member of the church? What is your responsibility as someone who belongs to the Jesus nation? What is your responsibility? 